This is your host, Sam Jarocki from J-Rock Lawn Care and Gardening. Speaking about all things lawn care, garden related and business wise, whether you do this at home for a bit of fun or if you're trying to break into the business, sit tight and enjoy the podcast. Hello and welcome back to another J-Rock's Lawn Care and Gardening podcast. This one is episode 007 called Additional Charges in Your Business. Right, so just a little shout out here. Um, a little while ago, I asked my followers on Instagram to get in touch with me with basically podcast ideas, things that you want to hear, you know, that's following us. Um, and yeah, I wanted to hear ideas of basically just so I was giving the right kind of content to you guys. So this one is being given through by Matty Cooper from Cooper's Lawn Care. Give him a follow on Instagram. He puts up some really good work and he stripes an absolute beast as well. Um, so basically he put through this in questions to, you know, a bit of guidance for, or just to kind of talk about the topic of th- things that you can charge, additionals, uh, you know, things that might be a hindrance, quite frankly, to yourself in your sort of lawn care and landscape and business. So... That's basically what we're talking about today, things that hinder you, um, things that you can charge for, what, what kind of prices can you start at. Now, what you got to remember whenever we talk about things like this is, you know, the viewers and the input that we get here through this podcast and, you know, through my channels is from up and down the country. So, you know, if you're like located in Essex, for example, you know, this might not sit exactly on par with what your prices might be. And, you know, that's absolutely fine. This is just to kind of give you an overall idea of those up and down the country, what we're charging and you know what it kind of does is it brings us um, closer to an appropriate price and I mean that in the fact of there's so many times where if you don't know what to be charging then you can undercharge quite a lot and you know you can be charging you know £15 for example for whatever service it might be for a large amount of time then all of a sudden find out that that service anywhere else in the country you know, because you might not be big on social and talking to people, all the rest of it is actually £30, you know, and you're losing out on double that price and you're wondering why every customer is snatching your hand at your first quote. And, you know, this kind of just allows that bit of, um, that bit of backing that other people in this in, in the industry, what they're charging, where they're at. And, you know, you might want to, you know, if you're getting accepted and you're on the high end, keep going. But if you're on the very low end, then you might want to think about upping that a little bit because trust me, like I've said before, just because you're in a certain area shouldn't dictate your price. What your price is, you need to make it worth it for you and you need to show that customer and that client why you're worth that much. Because at the end of the day, as I've said before, you're not doing this for the good and benefit of your health. You know, you're doing this to make a successful business, to provide for your family and to one day have more family time, you know, and uh that's why we're doing it. We're not doing it to be looked out. So first one that I kind of want to touch on uh, and the reasons why it's kind of just important that we do it is, you know, because we're going to be talking about the waste takeaway and dog fouling and obstacles sort of in the lawn uh, is the main sort of things to kind of that I'm going to touch on as well as cancellations. The, re- the main reason why is because you can do a lot of these stuff and not make any money from. So that's really why I want to touch on them because you can do some of these and, you know, if someone's got a little toy slide out in the garden, you might just nip in, you know, at the start of your uh, 
at the start of your lawn care routine and you might just quickly move it away because it's a two minute job and you know it's fact is that to realize there's money to be made from this and you know there's principles for you to have in place because they are such an important part of your structure okay they are part of the foundations of your company and it goes with any other rule that you have things like this should be put in place so the principles that you put in place or so the rules that you have in place and just really it's knowing what they are when to implement them uh you know is it going to be part of your contract initially is it going to be something that you just verbally tell your customer at the start whatever it might be it's all about actually having it there okay so when one of these situations arises or all of a sudden you're in a rush one day, you quickly turn up to a property and it's like an obstacle course. You know, there's toys, there's footballs, there's, you know, a swing set and the swing hasn't been raised. Um, whatever it might be, before you know it, you spend an extra 15 minutes tidying up their garden for them before you can even cut the grass. That might only be worth £25, £30, you know. So it's really important that they are in place because it's not so much you being taken as a mug but it's the fact that if you don't do it, then there's only one person losing out because the client's getting a tidy garden, they're getting the grass cut, and all you're doing is spending extra time there. So the first thing I want to touch on here, uh, the first topic, is dog waste. Now, this is awful, isn't it? Like, you know, in my last podcast, if you never heard us, I know it's a bit different, but, you know, I talked through the, <laughs> the catch-it story and, um, yeah, just how minging that is, quite frankly, and that's going through borders where... You know, clients can't really help that. That's just one of the things that happen. If you haven't heard that podcast, then jump back and give that a listen. But um, with dog waste, it's a different matter because, you know, you go to some of these gardens and they might be overgrown. And quite frankly, you can't always see down to sort of the soil line of the said gardens. And, you know, if you're going through with a strimmer and you hit it, luckily, touch wood, at the moment, I've never had that happen to us. But obviously, it's messy stinks it's disgusting it's just a horrible topic to even talk about quite frankly but you know there's only one person losing out whether that's you with your strimmer whether you hit it with your mower and you know you've, you're then left with cleaning it or going to the next property with a dirty mower you know you need to have things in place and basically how do you go about this so for me personally just to give sort of my opinion across on it is if it's not too bad and it's a regular customer that you're going there every week, every two weeks, whatever it might be, then I have like a one, uh, a one-time warning basically. If I turn so, a couple of stories on this. There was a property that I was looking after. Um, it was a rented property, so you know, it was a tenant that was living in it. He doesn't have a dog or a cat, so I went there to mow it on its first occasion, and there was two whatever type of animal waste it was two bits of animal waste in the garden and I basically he wasn't in but I'd been left for this so what I did is I simply I don't touch it at all okay I don't touch animal waste unless I'm getting paid right I promise you that much so what I did there is I simply then just mowed around it okay so two pretty you know pretty close to it I strim around it so I'm not touching it obviously and then I mow around it so Sadly for them, because it's there, they're left with like, you know, two spots in their lawn that's like four inches high. And it's almost as a reminder, like, to everyone else, this looks rubbish because, you know, they haven't dealt with any animal waste. So all my customers get told, sort of, and I take them on regularly, 
that please when I turn up to your property make sure there's no obstacles in the lawn there's no animal waste it's all free from blah 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 okay so they get the initial uh, not warning but they get the initial sort of rules of how I work and what I expect when turning up to a property so the first one there is managing their expectations you're not just pulling up and saying something that they've never heard before you're pre-warning that customer when you take them on whether it's written or verbally you know what you expect when you come into play so they already know about that so I've then came up to this property I've just went around it twice on the invoice so it's then tracked it's a it's an official document I've put on there um, let's say uh, Jonathan okay for sake name Jonathan um, long cut edged as requested although there was two times animal waste on your lawn that I've simply went around please ensure that this is cleaned up for the next visit otherwise it'll incur a 20 pound charge if you wish for me to remove them okay so I've then stated what there was what the problem is and what my charges are going to be further if that problem's there now if they refuse to pay I will I honestly don't mind going around them but what you've kind of got to take into context is other people then walking up and down that street they don't know what agreements you got in place okay if it's a busy housing estate or whatever else they don't know that you've you've warned off your customer all they're saying is that J-Rock Lawn Care and Gardening keeps on leaving two large patches they don't know that there's a pile of dog poo in the middle of that patch you know what I mean so it's all good and well missing it but it does in my eyes it, to anyone else I just feel like they will think that I've I've left it I've missed it I've missed a patch so you know I do that and I warn them off if it isn't moved for the next time you know I always take dog bags with me anyway I'll simply lift it and on that invoice um, on that next invoice I'll put on additional charge um, 20 pound animal waste removal you know they've been told initially they've then had a pre-warning and now I'm charging them and what I'll do is I'll charge it on that invoice and luckily enough it's happened you know three occasions that I can think of where I've had to put that on the invoice and it's been paid no bother and all they've done is apologize and on two of the three occasions they've went sorry um, I don't even own an animal uh, I didn't realize there'd be any any waste on there so you know it's not great for the client either because it means that you know it's not even their pet that's making this mess you know what I mean but it goes back to the principles and rules right you can't be the one losing out here when it's your business and it's a service that you're providing you know just to cook gardens cut lawns whatever it might be you're not you're not a dog poo picking service you know what I mean so you need to make sure that I have that's in place and I'm you know I'll be interested to hear others send me a tell you what I'll put a post up on Instagram and um, if you're listening to this today what is Saturday um, the 3rd of July comment on it what do you do if you come across this because I'm, I am interested to know what everyone else does but the way I see it is I'm turning up to a property even if it's a 25 pound cut which is my my lowest amount you know if there's dog waste on there I'll pick up your dog crap for £20, but I don't take it away. It goes in their green bin. Okay, so it's not like it's a full takeaway. You know, it's going in the van. Nothing like that. It's literally just me removing it from the lawn. Uh, so that's one thing I offer. A story I've got on this is actually last season, I picked up Gordon and this bloke owned the house, but he worked away a lot of the time. I'm talking for about six weeks at a time. So he employed me to come in and cut his grass. Now, initially, it was 
somewhere around three to four foot tall. It was really long and it was a whole sort of bulk job to get it knocked down. Once it was down, you know, it was clear there was no dog mess that I came across at that point. Uh, it seemed like the animals went, hey, look at this, we've got a garden to play in. So on my next visit, you know, there was there was two. So I'd done what I said, you know, I went around them, got in touch with them. Obviously, he's not coming back to the property, you know, he's away for another four weeks. So I come back, he ignored it. I came back and then there was three altogether, like two weeks after, you know. Straight away without thinking, you know, it was £30 a cut his front and back and then it was a £20 waste removal charge. And so I said to him at that point, look mate, I know that you're away a lot. Um, by the looks of it, whatever, I know it's not your animal, whatever it is, seems to be going on your lawn. I can either go around it and just completely leave it because I understand that you're not here or I can remove the waste and put it in your bins uh, for an additional £20 each visit. And he says, no, I understand, I'm not around. Please just take care of it. Uh, I'll deal with it once I'm back. So, you know, it was more or less the rest of that season I was cutting his garden. So I think it was about, I had about four four to five more visits before coming back. And basically for this £30 garden cut, I was getting £50, 50 pound each time because I was picking up like, and I swear it was a cat, I was picking up basically one cat poo. And what was taking me like, you know, 20 seconds, wasn't disgusting. And I was just cutting his garden as normal. And I was getting £50 per visit, so in that respect, although it's a hindrance and like it goes against your rules and it's not my service, I was actually making good money off um, off picking up, you know, dealing without waste. Because at the end of the day, it was kind of like an 80% upsell almost um, to my original price, just because I was dealing with the waste. So what I would say is don't go into it being, uh, you know, really on the offence of really angry at your client. Because look, it, it might not be their pet, and even if it is, as long as they know about the charges, you know, then it's in place. And you've got all reason to walk as well. If that's not in your contract, within your business, and you're like, look, I ain't touching animal waste whatsoever, that's not me, then walk, you know what I mean? They've broke the contract, and this is going to go into cancellations and stuff, what I'm going to talk about soon, but just get away from it. You know, you shouldn't have to deal with it if you don't want to. It's your business, do what you want. So I kind of hope that covers that. But no matter what, have some form of charge implemented at some point. You deserve that much from yourself. So the next one is obstacles. What kind of ties in with this, I suppose? And it's, you know, obstacles on the, on the lawn. What do you do if you turn up to a property and once when you get there, the garden's covered in, you know, footballs everywhere, toy slides, um, swing sets, you know, like removable ones, uh, you know, small trampolines. You know, it's normally kids' toys, but, you know, deck and chairs, whatever it might be. What do you do? So the way I try to think with this is the same sort of policy. You know, I'm all about sort of the customer face-to-face service and dealing with them and just being kind, you know, having good manners about me and my business, being professional. So I never lose my rag when it comes to this. You know, if I tip up and it's their mess, if they're in, don't get me wrong, I'll give them a knock on the door and I'll say, excuse me, just while I do the edges... As I've mentioned before, uh, if all obstacles can be removed before I turn up, is there any chance you could come remove them now? Normally, it's a state of panic and they're like, oh, God, I forgot what day it is. I'm really sorry. I'll jump out now. And, you know, they're out there in the slippers running around picking up toys off the lawn. So, you know, if that happens, then all well and good. I don't put a black mark down to the next to name or anything because, look, it was a mistake. So, best case scenario, they jump out and they remove it. All is well. 
Now, if this is something that reoccurs and it's happening like every visit you get in there and, you know, they've got another five deck chairs out on the lawn every week because, you know, they've just been on their Saturday session, then that's where you need to step in and you need to give like a formal warning. So with this, it would be simply something as, excuse me, Mrs. Jones, uh, this is now the third visit in a row, second visit in a row, that there's been obstacles out in the garden and I'm having to come knock on you to ask you to remove and I'm on a tight schedule at the moment, and you're adding 10, 15 minutes to it. From now on, if I turn up, if I tell you a time that I'm going to turn up, can these obstacles be removed? Yes, no, whatever the answer might be. If not, when I arrive, you know, there'll be an additional charge of £20 for me to then remove the obstacles from your lawn. You know, and trust me when I say, if they're paying £25, £30, £35 for a grass cut, they're not going to want to pay you £20 to remove three deck chairs and a slide off the lawn. Okay, they're just honestly, they're not. They will either get angry or want to bin you, or they'll say, yes, sorry, they'll make sure that it hasn't, doesn't happen again, or in the rare case, they'll take it, take it on the chin and they'll just receive the payment request. So, again, it's about putting things in place where you're not the person losing out. You're not turning up to the property, spending 10 minutes clearing their garden up just so you can cut it. You need to be going there, and if you do have to spend 10, 10 more minutes, you're getting paid not just all right, you're getting paid well for it, you know. So this is always something to think about having your back pocket. But the main important thing is that they get that initial awareness of what your rules are. And I can't like, I can't tell you how important it is that when you create your business, when you set out to do this as a living, you need to think of worst case scenarios. What happens if this is there? What happens if I run into this problem? You know, if my van goes down, what do I do? Right, well, I tell you what, on my business insurance, I've got the courtesy car as a like-for-like, like, so I'll get another van. You know, I go through this setting this up thinking, what happens if this? Because I'm telling you, if you get tricked out by something, just use this van. You know, it needs to go in for repair. For a, for an example here, if that happens, then I'm losing up to a week, a week of wages just because I haven't planned correctly. So whatever it may be, whether it's dog poo, animal waste, um, whether it's obstacles on the lawn, you need a plan for that. You need to have the, the customer pre-warned and you need to have something in place that if that does carry on and they start taking the mick a little bit, that you just come in there and you say, right, this is what this is where I'm at, you know. So really, obstacles kind of come hand in hand with the dog mess. Whatever you may charge is down to you. It depends, quite frankly, how bad the client is as well. If I was going there and it was a football on the lawn, quite honestly with myself, I'm just going to kick that football off. Like, that isn't a red flag to me. It's if it's actual obstacles, you know. I've got a client as well that they've got a swing set that's um has been, you know, it's like one of these wooden swing sets with, and it's got like a double swing on the inside, and it's like anchored into the ground. Um, They've got one of them, and every time I turn up, they un unlatch this swing, you know, it's on a little clip at the top. They, un they un uh, undo the latch, they take it away from me, so when I'm coming up, I'm not playing Rocky Balboa, dodging the strings, you know what I mean? So, yeah, make sure there's something in place. And also, just just prompt your, your clients, you know, if it happens at once, this is how I would like it to be for the next occasion. Remember, you the, the clients aren't in control here. They're paying for your services, not the other way around. Right then, so I'm not too sure how much difference you can tell from this. Sorry, it just interrupts a little bit. I've just found out now, 19 minutes into the podcast, that I have not had the mic plugged in and I've just been speaking through my laptop. So absolute amateur here. Um, 
hopefully the audio audio hasn't been too bad there. I will listen it back, but I'm not going to re-record 20 minutes of my podcast. So just carrying on there. So that's what I would do with the cancellations. That's kind of how I sit. Sorry, with the obstacles. That's how I sit with it. But going forward, um, you really just need to have something in place. Last so second last topic that I'm going to touch on here is cancellations. So this is really key because as I've said in previous um podcasts, my view on this is that for some reason as gardeners, as you know, the green industry, cutting gardens, we're seen very much at the bottom end of the kind of service providing world, almost. And I by no means do I think we should be there. But you know, there's this thing with the customers that Sometimes I just think that you can be disposable. You know, the grass isn't growing that much. Therefore, I'm just going to tell you not to come back for another two weeks. You know, at least in the UK anyway, I think a lot of them think, you know, the power's in their hands, just come and go. And because we don't have formal written contracts, it's all the time anyway. Sometimes you might do. You know, you can run into that problem. and You can run into people just cancelling because they don't, you know, you've hit June all of a sudden everything's slowed right down they can deal with the growth now you know and that isn't how it should be it should be you know us in control of what because at the end of the day it's your cash flow right it's us that's getting paid every week every two weeks and it's going into paying your bills you know upgrading equipment you know progressing quite frankly so anyway cancellations it needs to be in there that you have something written up that if someone cancels that it isn't just right on to the next one because you need to have something implemented and really good idea that I got here from uh, Julio. I was good enough, uh, lucky enough to be on his podcast, the Long Care Business Success podcast and he's a guy from over in Canada and I was on his episode 310, I believe it is. If you want to go check that out, he interviews me and asks me a bunch of questions Follow him on Instagram, all the rest of it. Good bloke. But anyway, he was talking about his cancellations in that it was only this year after like, you know, 12, 13 years of being in the business, whatever, that he thought there's a trend. There's something happening here that's just a trend. It keeps happening. And what it was is over in there, kind of much like here, they said as soon as the hit sort of June and, you know, spring's calmed down, the wet weather, when that drier weather comes in and, you know, everything becomes a bit more manageable, he was saying that he finds that he gets certain cancellations from certain clients. And, you know, he had no foot to stand in here because as soon as that happens, I mean, what do you do? So he thought about it and he put in a cancellation policy. Now, I'm sure some of you out there already do this and honestly, that's brilliant. But this is just a bit of food for thought. If you're new, if you haven't got one, what can you expect? And what he done is his minimum cut was $30. So he planned it in as four times that amount. So a month, and he only does weekly cuts. So you planned in for a month of basically lost work. So if you cancel with me between, you know, March when you start the season and October where he finishes his season, there is a $120 um, bailout fee, basically. If you want to cancel me within that time, you pay me $120. And that was even if, you know, even if his client was $80 a cut, you know, it would still be that 120 uh, cancellation fee and I think this is just brilliant because it's something that's in place that if a client does decide to go I don't want your services anymore you've got a bit of money coming through where 
it gives you a few weeks to find some more work. Now, you might not need it, quite frankly, but I mean, why wouldn't you want the money? But me personally, what I currently have in place is, and it's not a cancellation fee as such, it's just, like, I don't know what it is for you guys out there, but the pickup, and it doesn't even matter what month it is, the pickup of when there's a sunny day, I'm talking I'll get three, four, five calls come through. And this is as someone, you know, fairly new, as I've told you all, but with my reputation online, through Google My Business, all the rest of it, I'm telling you, when that sun's shining, people just seem to want to pick up the phone and call J-Rock Lone Care and Gardening and ask for quotes and ask for business. And, you know, it's something at the moment I can't offer. As I've talked about, I'm fully booked out till November now. Um, but what I do say to them all is, if you'd like to leave your details, I'll add you to my waiting list. If I get any cancellations, etc., etc., I can give you a call. And this seems to be quite a popular thing because not only do people not think that you're just like chinning them off and pushing them to one side, they know that you're busy, what means that you're good. And you've also told them that you'll take them onto the cancellation waiting list if they want, and that fills them with a bit of, oh, well, at least he's had a bit of an aftercare. You know, he still cares about having my services and taking me on. And it's just that bit of, um, it's initial, it's a bit of initial, you know, Two minutes worth of admin, but it can keep another client in the bank. And where this also works is, if I ever want to upscale my business and grow a little bit more, then what I'll do is, I've got a list of 15, 20 clients that at one point has rung me, requesting work for one reason or another. You know, they're at first 20 people before you even put an ad online, organic or paid, that you can get in touch with and say, hey, um, Mr. Stevens, this is Sam from J-Rock Lawn Care and Gardening. A few months back, you gave me a ring, and I was unfortunately fully booked. But now, look, I'm starting to expand my business, and I've brought someone else on. We could now fit you in. Are you still interested in having that two weeks of garden maintenance or two weeks of fortnightly cuts? Um, yeah, I'd love to hear back from you. And it kind of gives you that sort of... Um, it gives you that position of going from someone cancelling and or you not being able to fit someone in to turn that to kind of a silver lining, a positive about building this backtrack of clients that might be interested to work with you or have you work for them. So, you know, that's the thing with cancellations. I'm going to personally put this into place, not so much this season because everyone that I've got is pretty solid, but going into future seasons, I'm definitely going to write up a form of, um, instead of it being a verbal understanding in the beginning, it's going to be like a written contract almost where they know where I stand and they'll have to sign this document. And that will have some sort of bailout fee. Because I just think personally, I think it's really important. And why should we ever lose out? Absolutely not. So lastly, and this is what, you know, I've, I put a post up today on my stories um, for Instagram. And what it was, was waste takeaway. So how much do you charge for how much? All that sort of thing. So I'm just going to quickly tell you what I do. And then I'm going to let you know what others in the world, you know, in the UK kind of charge for this just so you can gauge your prices and you know if you don't have a clue what to do and you don't have a you don't have a clue of where to start with it you know it'll be a good starting point and see where everyone else is at so waste takeaway personally the way i handle this is i always try to request the customer to get a brown bin now for those that live anywhere other than scotland just so you're aware it costs us, us up here in the county of moray morrisia £40 per brown bin permit. Okay, so just for you to have a brown bin now that will get collected 
it costs you £40 each season. What isn't great, you know what I mean? As a homeowner, it's not fantastic. Right? I want I think two years ago it used to be free, then it went to 30, and then now it's at 40. So it's only gonna go, ever go up. So what I sort of try and get the client to do is always get a brown bin, pay that permit, and this is why. Because for me to take away any waste, so again, you can't just drop things off to the dump, um, like the council dumps, the council tips. As a company, it all costs money. So I use a private uh, private waste, I don't know, taker, let's call them, um, to get rid of my waste. And their prices, and they're one of the cheaper ones, I tell you, but they're £43.50 per tonne of, like, per tonne as in weight of material, green waste, and it's a one tonne minimum. Okay, so that's me, £43.50, getting charged to, you know, even if it was a bag of clippings, I would technically be getting charged £43.50. Okay, they don't normally deal in half tons or any littler amounts, but yeah, it's normally a one ton minimum. So for me to take away anything, there's not only that £43.50 charge that I need to pay, there's also me um, there's also me storing the waste, if I'm going to store it for a bit longer and try and build that up. There's travelling to and from, okay, so I then need to get the t uh, dump. This place is in uh, Elgin, what is roughly four miles from my home. 10 miles from sort of the furthest point that I might work uh, in the opposite direction. So, you know, you're looking at like a, anywhere between a four and a 20 mile round trip, depending where you are when like, this job's been taken out. So, and then you've also got queues. So you've got the actual time of just being there, waiting in the site to get through, be processed, get on the weight bridge, drive to the back of this material yard, find the guy in the high vis that tells you where to dump it. You know, there's all these things that are in place, and don't get me wrong, sometimes there's been days where I've dumped there, and I've been in, and I've been out, and it's taken me, you know, 10 minutes from parking up, so no time at all, but then there's other times where I have been there, and I've been sat for half an hour, but behind like, you know, three large lorries full of waste, so it really just depends on sort of what day it is to how long it's going to take to get there and be processed through. So for me, I put I slap a twenty pound charge on this straight away. So that that takes me to sixty three pound fifty, just to take away waste. So this isn't too bad if you've got a large reduction job, or you know it's a very large hedge trim, or it's a large cleanup job, and there's ex, there's an expected fee to be taken away. You know clients don't seem to, if the price is in a couple of hundreds anyway, an extra sixty quid doesn't normally sway them. So. That is normally my starting price for it because basically that's how much it charges it costs me just to get it away. Now the other ways around this, you know, people sometimes offload them to like a non-sign written van or into a trailer in a car and they take it to the council tip and they try and get rid of it as a as a domestic waste. Hey, if that's what you do, you know, and it works for you and your guys at the dump let you do that, do it. You know, I ain't snitching on no one. Go do it. Yeah, you know, good for you. But for me, you know, I, I'm just legit down the middle. I like to get the receipt. I like to show the customer, look, this is proof of the waste. I'm not fly tipping, all the rest of it. Um, Yeah, and all, just, it's important just to have something in place where you're making money off that. So, for example, I'm not just going there in charge of them, the waste carriage, uh, the £43.50, and me not making a penny off it. Okay, I still make sure that I get charged, I pay for, you know, the half an hour to 40 minutes it's going to take me 
to get there, dump it and get back home. So I just want to run through, uh, like I say, I put a story up and I got other people in the UK to get in touch with me. I never took down the names, unfortunately, but this is just some of the prices that people have um, sent through. So other people charge £5 a tonne sack. Okay, so that's not, none of these are in weight, but as in, um, you know, the volume of. So £5 a tonne sack, £20 per tonne bag, £15 per tonne bag, uh, £20 half a load of a trailer, and £40 for a full load of a trailer. £45 per 8 by 5 trailer, and then he doubles that. So, you know, he's looking at making 45 quid off of a £45 dump. Um, yeah, so looking at that, you know, you've got £5, £20, £15, you know, for the ton bags. So there's some ideas for you. Personally, I don't do that simply because, like I say, the charge that I'll get hit with, taking that there, it's just not... No one's going to pay £60 to get rid of that little waste, I don't think. Um, what takes me back to why I get them to get the brown bin because I'll say to them look I advise that you get a brown bin you know you'll have to take it out every two weeks granted but you'll pay £40 one off for the season and it's going to get taken away for you all you need to do is push it to the end of your road or oh, I'll do it for you if I'm there it's one thing I offer you know if, normally for elderly clients and stuff like that but then you don't need to worry about it it's taken away all the rest of it if not then what it means is that I need to charge you £43.50 plus a £20 carriage so you're looking at £60 every time you have a larger load all it takes is for me to have one of them in the whole season and you're out of pocket you know so I always try and get my, my customers put on that sort of regime of getting their own brown bin sorted and paying that £40 uh, but you know others out there in England I'm not too sure if you can dump for free or whatever it might be but you know it seems that anywhere between 5 to sort of £20 per tonne sack is the going rate so you know i think you're quite able to go in anywhere between that mark and always start high you know as my partner says to us she says start high with the price and if they try and knock you down or they say no that's far too much then you can always come in lower and go okay well you know if it's just grass clippings would 15 pound be all right per ton sack you know by all means stick to your guns with things but if you're just trying to find defeat then find what works for you so that's just a few things to think about. I hope it's it's helped you in some way, some form. It's just a touch on certain like rules that you might come across uh, within your business, and just you know overall some things that might help, some things that you might not be thinking about, or if you're just starting out, you might definitely not be thinking about because you haven't come across them yet. You know, so I'm just trying to help. What I would say is, guys, keep it coming. Um, you know, the love has just been unreal. You've been getting in touch again since even my last podcast. Just giving me loads of good vibes, saying that you're enjoying it and that it's helping out. So honestly, that's amazing. And if I can continue to help, then you know that's all that I really want to do. If you've got any ideas, going off that post that I said of you know any other topics that you want to touch on, like I said, I've got my my own list of what I kind of want to build through. But because I want this to be long term and ongoing, if you're seeking any problems at the minute, let me know. I'll stick a post up to all my followers. To other business professionals I'll get some information together and I'll do something like this where you know I can offer you not only my my thoughts behind it and my prices but I can get other people's as well the whole point is you know you're not just getting my information and my knowledge but you're getting the knowledge that we're getting from you know people that's been in for 10 15 20 years in the business you know so it's all of that wrapped into one no funny story today Um, I have received uh, another couple of them but what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna keep them until sort of every five Unless, you know, we get a 
an influx of them all, uh, then I'll get them fired out a bit more. And in the next couple of weeks, I'm also going to be starting the whole interview uh, series, let's call it, where we're going to be getting different people from different sort of backgrounds, whether it's just social media and hobbyists and lawn care, to, you know, different professionals around the country that have their own, you know, whether it's landscaping, power washing, lawn care businesses, you know, and I'm going to be getting them in here and we're going to be sharing sort of tips and just different questions and just find out what other people are doing and how they are building their businesses. So look forward to that because that is incoming, like I say, in the next sort of probably two to four weeks. That's going to be starting. I'm hoping to do that like one every five episode, uh, five episodes, just to keep things interesting. But no, thank you very much for the support. Thank you for continuing to watch and listen my YouTube videos and my podcasts. That's absolutely amazing of yours. And you know, take care, and we'll get the next podcast out. Hopefully, dropping every Saturday. Take care. Enjoy your weekends, and peace out.